Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. So, I'm here to share with you a brief message about being thankful. Probably the worst person to be able to do that right now, because yesterday, actually a Monday night when I was driving home from the church here, um, I was in my car and I didn't even get to the prosperity uh, to the street prosperity, and I started to cough and cough, and I went into a major coughing attack. Well, by the time, just about by the time I got home, my head was on fire, and I was sick as a dog, and then couldn't sleep most of the night. I coughed and coughed all through the night, and then yesterday was home all day, just miserable. Anybody give me an amen on that? And so I actually got up in the morning, yesterday morning, and I came to the church because I needed to get my stuff, and I needed to work on my message for today, because I was preaching today on, in everything, give thanks. And so um, all day yesterday when I was going over my message and just trying to muster up enough thanksgiving or just to try to feel a little bit thankful when I was going through this miserable time, and it was not easy. And as I thought about that, I thought, you know, so many times in our lives, yeah, we want to be thankful, and it's the right choice, and it's the right thing to do, but when you're going through difficult times, or you feel like you just don't, you can't muster up the thanksgiving, it's tough. And that's a paradox that we get into sometimes in our lives when, you know, the church and every, the Bible and Jesus wants us to be thankful, but sometimes we have to get to that point of thanksgiving. And so I did not feel, I mean, I read through my notes and I was uh, going through it and I thought, well, yeah, okay, Lord, please help me with this because I'm not really getting it right now with that. So this morning, yesterday and this morning, as this continues, this saga continues in my life, I feel good, by the way, I slept good and my wife and my kids prayed for me and I feel good, woke up. In fact, I woke up this morning and you know, I, I get a lot of congestion anyway just because of my cough and so forth and my sinus condition. So I'm laying in bed, and I wake up, and I'm laying there, and I just feel really good. I mean, I just felt so amazingly good. I thought, I've been healed. I mean, just a cold, all right? So don't take it too personal, or don't take it too far. But I'm laying there in my bed, and I feel so good. I'm just like... I can breathe, All my everything's breathing great and everything, and I, I wake up and I feel really good, and I'm like, oh man, this is going to be the best Thanksgiving, because the Lord healed me. Barbie said, how are you doing? I said, I feel really good. She goes, well, I've been praying for you, and so forth, and so all of a sudden, as I'm talking to her, everything starts to drain in my head, and then, of course, you know what happened, I coughed, coughed, and coughed, and coughed, and coughed some more, so I went over to get the Dayquil, and uh, just drank that like, uh, you know, a shot, and uh, so I'm feeling pretty good today. Why do I say that? Why am I telling you all that? Because I do believe that it's a difficult process sometimes to choose to be thankful. As I was looking out on the different people that shared and shared out of pain, and you know, I'm looking at uh, what the Bosmas are going through right now with, uh, with uh, Jake's mom, and, and um, you got to choose to be thankful through tough times like that. And past, losing Pastor Ed, you know, I, I don't know if we'll ever get over that. But how do you choose to be thankful in the midst of that? He's gone. He's not here anymore. We know he's in heaven. We know he's, you know, with the Lord and everything's good. But it's hard when we have to deal with those difficult times. 
or what Lisa shared up here, I thought, well, the sermon's over now. She just did a great job on uh, let's take two offerings today. But it was, it's just the truth is that when we're going through difficult times like that, it's, a, it's, a, it's like pushing a, a big boulder uphill. But the victory is when we choose to be thankful, when God calls us to, to, to be a thankful people, it's like an antibody to everything else. There's some scriptures that, you know, one of the scriptures I woke up to today, it was on my iPhone, it says, Give thanks to, in all circumstances, for this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. Right? Give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say the one pick and choose. It says in all circumstances. Then it also said, another one I looked up, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Thanks, thankfulness is like an antibody. And because I was sick... Um, I felt like there's an antibody that God put in. He put antibodies in my body to fight away the sickness. But with thanks, with thankfulness, if we have a thankful attitude, an attitude of gratitude, thanksgiving annihilates anger. It defeats depression. It penetrates pessimism. It discards discouragement. It also, when you're thankful and you have a spirit of thanksgiving, it grows in us and it grows us in our generosity. It expands our enthusiasm for God and it fortifies our faith and it helps us with our hope in Christ. So I feel like God's given me a, a, a separate message today for me. And that is, is that course God's going to be there. He's going to walk with us. He's going to do all the things that we, that, you know, when we, when we seek him out, he's going to answer our prayers. And sometimes those prayers aren't answered the way we want them to, but he certainly is going to answer our prayers and he's going to walk through us in this process. But sometimes I just want to be real with you. It, it's just not that easy sometimes. And when you're with your family today or the people that you sit down with to have this meal and to celebrate Thanksgiving, I want to encourage you to push through that. Some of you are just not there today. I just know it. If a little cold can knock me out, uh, there's a lot of bigger things going on out there that are hard to deal with. And I want to encourage you to choose to be thankful. I have a scripture today. If you want to turn to it, it's in Colossians 3, uh, 15 through 17. This is a message called, In Everything Give Thanks. And uh, this is a life passage for me. It's one that I've talked about, not just on Thanksgiving, but it's something that I've really believed, and I believe that it's something that's the part of the fabric of who I am as a person. It goes way back to my early time uh, knowing Christ and my early days of being a Christian. I'd like to read that to you. It's in Colossians three fifteen through 17. It says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members, members of one body, you were called to peace. And then it says, and be thankful. Then it says, let the word of God dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So it starts out in verse 15. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. 
If I were to take a survey today, most of us would say that peace is an important thing. It's something that we would want. Everybody wants peace in their life, right? I mean, I would. I I like peace. I like when it's peaceful. I don't like when it's unpeaceful. And we all want peace in our lives. So how can we allow Christ's peace to rule in our hearts? How How do we make that happen? How does that work? I remember back many years ago, I was up at a Christian camp up in the mountains. And I was carrying a lot of anxiety. And I had a lot of fear in my life. And I had a lot of frustration. It just was a time in my life where I was kind of wondering about lots of different things. You see, my parents had just gotten a divorce. And it was very upsetting to me. It was very difficult for me. It still is, after all these years. But this was a time where it was just hard as I, I heard the news and my parents were apart. And, and I was also dealing with other things that were going on in my life at that time. I, I was going to college and, and I was working full time and, and I was you know, asking all the questions that you ask when you're a college student. You know, Will I ever finish at this place? And how many more papers do they want me to write? And how many more books do I have to read? And just going through all of those kinds of things. And then also, I was wondering if I was going to ever meet somebody to spend the rest of my life with. It was just a time I felt very lonely and I, I felt very afraid. And I, you know, I, even, I even developed a condition where I had like a, a slight ulcer in my system because I just was wondering what, I just had a lot of stress in my life. I was away from my family because I lived in Southern California and they lived in Reno, Nevada, so I didn't have the support. And I just was going through a difficult time. And these pressures and anxieties that I had really made me feel down. It was a difficult time. And I remember sitting in the chapel at this Christian camp and listening to God minister to me through his word. And it's a passage that's also a life passage to me. It comes out of Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. All of this stuff that I was dealing with, I remember I just was listening to the Lord, and I had all of this anxiety and all of this pressure and all of these things, and I didn't know what to do with it. I had an ulcer condition, and it was tough. And then it said, in the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I remember immediately feeling encouraged and loved by God, like he had actually was speaking directly to my soul, directly to my heart when I heard those words. I remember praying that God would take away my anxiety and my fears and my worries. And you know what? He did. I remember walking out of that chapel. I was so much lighter on my feet, and I was so excited about life, and I knew that God had spoken to me, and I knew that I was going to be able to deal with this because I had, I had allowed all of this anxiety to just kind of go right to my stomach, and I was struggling. And I was able to present these requests to God and say, Lord, I can't do anything with this. I can't. I can't live this way. Lord, please take these things away from me. I remember feeling a wonderful peace and assurance that God was in control of my life. 
So how do we obtain that peace that all of us want? How do we let the peace of Christ rule in our lives? Let me tell you, it's very simple. It's in that Philippians 4 passage. Give your anxieties and your fears and your worries to God. Don't try to deal with it anymore. Just give it to Him. Send it to Him. He wants to take that out of our hearts and out of our lives. And if we do that, if we give Him our anxiety, we give Him our fears, when we give Him our, uh, all of this stuff, that, the garbage that's going on in our hearts, the worries that we have to God, if we give those to Him, it says that the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. He will do that. It's a promise of God. And He wants to give us that peace. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. It's awesome. I mean, it's awesome to live that way and to not have all of this stuff that you're going on. And you know what? When you give that to Him and you feel that peace, and the next day when you feel the anxiety again, give it to Him again. And the peace of Christ which transcends all understanding. We can't explain it. We don't know how it works. We'll guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And the second part of this passage In verse 16, it says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Wow. I just just love the way that feels when I say it. Because there's many times in my life, and maybe your life, where you've let the word of God dwell in your heart richly. and, And you've been changed. There's something that's happened. God's spoken to you. You know that you can make it to the next day. Let the word of God dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts. You see, God is concerned about your spiritual growth. He, he, cares, he cares more about that than just about anything else in your life. He wants you to grow closer to Him. That's His, his whole purpose in your life is for you to grow closer to Him. He wants the Word of God to dwell in you richly. Why? So that you can have this abundant life. You can live this life that God gave you. God wants the Word of God to dwell in us richly. He wants us to have the ultimate nourishment. He wants us to grow closer to Him. He wants us to grow spiritually by letting the Word of God dwell in us richly so that you can teach and admonish with all wisdom. We can sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to one another with gratitude in our hearts. So what can we do practically? Say, Pastor, hey, I'd like to do that. I'd love to let the Word of God richly dwell in my heart. How do I do that? Give me some points on that. No easy answers. It really comes down to this. Spend time with God daily. Spend time with Him daily, reading His Word, letting the Word of God richly dwell within you. There's no easy answers. I'd love to say you can just push a button and everything will be better and you'll grow spiritually, but you know I've always said that nobody ever drifts into righteousness. Nobody ever, just the wind just kind of blows you into righteousness. It's like pushing a big rock uphill. It takes time. It takes commitment. But if you, if you say to the Lord, Lord, I want to be that way, he'll give you what you need to get there. Spend time with God daily. That's, that's the answer. Open his word. There's all kinds of Bibles out there. 
that you can read that will help you. There's so many tools out there that will help you understand God's Word. We can no longer make excuses about that. God wants us to grow with Him, but it takes time to spend with Him daily. Read His Word. Let it dwell in you richly. I love Words of Hope. You know what Words of Hope is? Words of Hope is a ministry. It's a radio ministry, but they also have those little devotional books. Right? And many of you use those. How many of you have ever used a Words of Hope one? I said a few of you. Actually, more than a few. A lot of you. I love Words of Hope. I, I mean, I'm on the board, right? <laughs> Doug and I are on the board. I, I die for Words of Hope. I do whatever it has. But there's one thing I don't like about Words of Hope. Because I know that you're, if you're like me, you, you probably do the same thing. There's a scripture you're supposed to read. They list it there. You're supposed to read the scripture. Read the Word, right? You read the Word. It's right there. It says whatever the, word, whatever the scripture is. But a lot of times, what do we... Maybe you don't do this. Maybe I'm the only one. Sometimes I just read the devotion. And maybe occasionally I'll go back and read what the Bible says. I want to encourage you to read the Word. To The Word, I mean the Bible, the Scriptures, the, the Holy Bible that we have, the, you know, this thing, the Bible, that we would read that. But there's no easy answers, and there's never been any easy answers. It's just literally you've got to choose to get up and make it happen. You've got to find a time where you can do that, and you've got to do it. It's, there's no easy way. So I want to encourage you to do that. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. So, peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. Verse 17 says, And whatever you do, whether in word... (coughs) Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. You know what it says there? It says, whatever we do, it says, everything that we do, whether in our speech or in our actions, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means everything that we do, we should do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, not just the things that we choose to do. Everything that we do, it's encouraging us, it's admonishing us, it's telling us that everything we should do, we should do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Charles Sheldon wrote a book called In His Steps. Maybe some of you have read it or heard about it. It was a book that had a special, about a special congregation of people who committed themselves to always asking themselves the question, what would Jesus do? WWJD. You know that book? You heard about it? WWJD, what would Jesus do? I'd like to challenge this congregation to do the same thing. I'd like to challenge you, all of you, to live your lives in what it says in Colossians 3.17. In everything that you do, in word and deed, do it in the name of Jesus Christ. So you put, you put uh, like a funnel over your head and everything you do goes through the funnel of doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. So that when you... You say to yourself, when you're about to do something, would Jesus be okay with this? Whatever it is. Maybe you're, you're hungry and you're, you're getting grumpy and you're griping about something. You need to ask yourself the question, would Jesus be okay with this? You know, don't use the excuse of being hungry. I've done that before. I've, I, when I get hungry, I get pretty grumpy too. I get an amen on that one, all the men said. 
Amen. But whatever it is, if you're, if you're in a business, if you're in business and you're doing something and you know you've got to funnel this through Jesus and say, is this what Jesus would want me to do? Is this the way, is this the way he would want me to act? Is this the way that he wants me to live my life? It says that everything that you do, do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What would Jesus do? I'd like to challenge you to do that. It's simple. It's very simple. As you live your life, would Jesus do this? When you're in line at the grocery store, would Jesus start giving the clerk eyes because they're going too slow? Or, you know, when you're paying your bills, would you start thinking about all these people like, oh, I hate this company and they want my money. What would Jesus do? Always ask yourself, what would Jesus do in your family? What would Jesus do in your family? What would Jesus do with your neighbors? What would Jesus do in your job? What would Jesus do with your father or your mother or your son or your daughter? In any situation, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Let the word of Christ richly dwell in you. And also, whatever you do, do in the name of Jesus Christ. Now lastly, it's a great passage. It's a life passage. You could have this as your life passage. Colossians 3. 15 through 17, it's a great passage just to kind of live your life out. It's very practical, it's something that you can do. But there's a common thread that runs through this whole passage, and maybe you caught it. That common thread that holds these verses together is the emphasis on being thankful. Did you catch that as I read it to you? Let me read it again, see if you can catch the thread. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. As members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. That's a little hint on what the thread is. Let the word of God richly dwell within you as you admonish one another in wisdom. And so we sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs together with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Not only are we to have the peace of Christ and the word of Christ and and do it all in the name of Christ, we're also to be thankful. God wants us to have an attitude of gratitude. God wants us to have a thankful heart. Even though it's hard, even when you have a head cold and you're not feeling it, God is calling us to be thankful. Not a critical heart, not a pessimistic heart, not a negative heart. God wants us to have a thankful heart. You know, today's my favorite day of the whole year. Honestly, Thanksgiving is my favorite service. It's my favorite day. Because there's something that happens when thankfulness comes in as a part of our life, when we're thankful for the things that are going on. It's really easy to be a griping and complaining person, right? It's easy. But to be thankful when you're going through difficult times, like when Nikki's going through her mom having bone marrow cancer and and, uh, difficult, how how in the world do you, how are you thankful for that? And did you notice what she said? I choose to be thankful. We're choosing to be thankful. And Pastor Ed passes away, and the family has to choose to be thankful. It's it's difficult. It's hard. Manuel Rodriguez lost his dad. He's going to have to choose to be thankful. It came suddenly. He didn't know what was going to happen. You've got to choose to be thankful. I love this day, but I will admit that it is difficult sometimes to get there. 
So if you're not feeling it right now, I want to encourage you on this Thanksgiving Day and for the rest of your life to say, you know what, I'm going to try to have an attitude of gratitude. So on this Thanksgiving Day, let me just briefly summarize. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. And whatever you say or do, do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, be thankful. Let's pray. Lord, we are thankful. We're thankful that you've done all of these things on our behalf. You've given us eternal life. You've given us abundant life. Lord, you've, you've given us a hope. You've given us a purpose. And Lord, we are just so thankful for that. We're thankful for our families. We're thankful for our neighbors. We're thankful for our community. We're thankful for our nation. We're thankful for this world. Lord, it's easy to get, we know it's easy to get um, all messed up and to start complaining and to be angry and to be frustrated the way things are going on around us. But Lord, help us to choose to be thankful. Thank you for your word that instructs us to do that. Help us now, Lord, to live that out. We love you and we praise you and we're so thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.